You listen here, you wheelbarrow full of wieners. Come up here and hit play. WFOD begins now. <laughs> Good try, scumbag. Albino alligator popcorn bitch the popcorn bitch Mr. Travis Hulse yellow and guys drunkard STL on the Twitters is here Carol fucking Baskin Travis we have one hell of a show for the people tonight uh, we're going to be talking to Andrew Huang coming up here after the break he wrote a book uh, has a YouTube it. channel he has a YouTube channel he's uh, a music man he's a music man uh, he's got a, his fingers in a lot of pies, Travis. This Andrew Huang. But before we like get to Jay, him, like Jason Biggs in American Pie, similar. Before similar. we get to him, yeah. Last week you promised me murder hippos. Travis, the murder hippos. They're the hippos people. have started to attack people. One local was quoted saying to Fox News, others described the enormous hippos as unpredictable and aggressive, and advised hiding fast in the hopes that they won't pursue you. No, Travis, I think we were saying leave him alone. I don't this know. is now amazing. They're, now they're trying to eat people, Travis. This is, a, this is amazing. We're, we talked about this, what, about two months ago for the first time? Uh, right, yeah. And, and man, hippos. does this story continue to evolve where these Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos <laughs> are now on the attack. <laughs> now, Travis, uh, Fox has a streaming service called Fox Nation. Yeah. And they have a special on the hippos. I for your life the drug lords hippos streaming now on fox nation i might need to get fox nation for a month travis so i can watch the the hippo documentary i a thousand percent am all in on a documentary (laughs) about the cocaine hippos i just want to see them chasing people I love that's, the cocaine. That's the one hippos. thing that i can't believe with this with this breaking news about these uh hippos attacking people because I don't are hippos fast? I don't think they're fast. I think like they're people very, very fast. fast. Are they really yeah. fast? I thought they were only fast in the water. I think no, they're, they're surprisingly slow in the water fast. And they run like 30 miles per hour on the land. Well, they're fuck. catching so people, your ass. So people don't have time to get their phones out. No. <laughs> I have another update, Travis. Apparently, one of the original Pablo Escobar hippos got hit by a car and died. Good. How long do hippos last? I don't know. All like right. what their lifespan is. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably uh, lengthy because the original I mean, ones must be pretty old by now, we, right? I would certainly think so. Because didn't Escobar die in like the early mid eighties? Well, maybe he got the hippos late. Maybe he got the hippos as babies. Hippos last forty to fifty years in the wild. Oh, that's but they're good. just they're just fucking like rabbits and causing 
creating more hippos. So yeah, but I don't even know how they matter. knew it was one of the original ones. But they said it was one of the original ones. Got hit by a car and died. Maybe they tagged him after Pablo died, and they're like, "Fuck, what are we going to do?" These they hippos just spray paint well, all numbers. The oldest on them. hippo made to sixty-five in captivity. Oh, they live an extra twenty-something years. Fifteen, yeah. Wow. Well, these are probably considered in captivity, right? Because one well, more. They have no predators. Now they're just attacking people because they're bored. Do hippos have predators anyway? Yeah, a lion will fuck up a hippo, won't it? I don't think so. I would. I would have thought so. Maybe I've not. never seen a documentary of a lion fucking up a hippo. Gross. A lot of a lot of mouth and nose sounds from drunk tonight. <laughs> Sorry. Right directly into the microphone. Do you need a tissue? <laughs> no, uh, Travis, I don't know if you know this about me, but I love music lawsuits. And I think that people are starting to catch on that I love them because they're sending them to me now, which I appreciate. And I actually, pe- 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 people are trying to create their own. I've seen like be like this could Mike, this could potentially be a mu- music lawsuit. Uh, Jay Adson, Travis, he's been on a real roll lately. He sent me one that I totally missed. Um, and I, I also uh, heard one from the Super Bowl. So we have two music lawsuits this week to go over. I'll go over the Super Bowl one with you first, Travis. Because yeah, the big, go to the Super Bowl one. This did is you, uh, just, this is just also, one did, that I overheard. And you and, see that this Super Bowl was like the the most viewed television thing since the moon landing. Travis, did you hear this commercial? I'm at the football game. What? I'm at the grocery store. What? I'm at the combination football game and grocery store. Wait, that's he's been at the uh, football game what? and the grocery store. Oh, nah. He's at the combination football game and grocery store. That's been uh, that's been on uh, every NFL broadcast uh, since the beginning of the season. Oh, really? At least the yeah. beginning of the playoffs, minimum. Travis, that is that is just this. I have a pen. I have an apple. Uh, apple pan. I have a pan. I I'm have pineapple. I'm not either. Really? It's the I same thing. Apple pan. Are you guys nuts? Start it over. Which one? This one? I the have a one. pan. I'm at the football game. I'm at the grocery store. I'm uh, at the football game. I'm at the, I'm I'm at the, the combination football no, okay. I don't. Well, I don't do you want to hear the one that is actually suing uh, that Jay Adson sent me? Uh, please. Uh, so I'll play you the person who is suing Travis, and you can tell me if you know who they're suing. Are you I ready? love this game. Okay, here we go. show from the uh the 80s travis called linda yep. it was in hungary suing. they are suing uh, a beloved cartoon from our youth travis they're saying that they're they about not... 20 years too late on that one ain't they well now they can sue disney and stuff too now they're suing uh, everybody fair enough. well and disney uh is making a new x-men 97 or 96 Travis, or I'll tell whatever you what. x-men 92 they're if making they a can't new use that theme song throw the whole fucking thing in the trash yeah they're they're yeah there's a new batch of uh x-men 92 cartoons coming out 
Yeah, and and they they got to use the theme song. So just pay Linda, pay her. And that's probably why this resurfaced is because they're like, fuck, Disney's making more of these things. We noticed this in 92. <laughs> Let's get that cash now that Disney owns it because in 92, Disney did not own that in any way, shape, or form. It was a, a almost bankrupt Marvel in association with, I think, like Universal Television or something. So they're like, fuck, Disney owns it. Let's get them. So what was better, X-Men or Batman? Ooh. Uh, I, I am... Batman, the animated series, all the way. That show was yeah. so fucking good. See, X Men was good too, man. X Men was really good. The X Men, X Men is good. The, the, the Spider Man the, when they had the Phoenix series. The, the Spider Man animated series was really good too. I'm not taking anything <laughs> away from them. They're both. They were both very good. But the Batman animated series was like, it was like film. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. like, it was every episode was like noir, just like really well made. I mean, it didn't. There was some through lines and storylines or whatever. Wrong. There was no actual wrong answer there. But. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, I just think that the Batman animated series was just like some of the best TV that's ever been made. It just happened to be animated. Yeah. Travis, I, uh, I occasionally listen to that, uh, Who Are These Podcasts, the, the show that they roast podcasts. And they had a stand up comedian that they they featured a couple weeks ago that I've I've kind of gotten a little obsessed with and I know that we're having a, a YouTube celebrity on the show this week so I thought that like maybe if there was some bleed over they would want to check out another YouTube celebrity that I've discovered okay it, her name is uh Christine Knowlton Travis and she has other material but if you go to her YouTube page, she has like 15 different versions of a song that she's made called My Emotional Support Rotisserie Chicken That I Stole. And it sounds like, you know, she's making it up as she goes along. But I've been listening to different versions of it and comparing it's it's become an obsession of mine, Travis, and I, I don't know what. How many that, different versions of this song do you think you've heard? Like four or five. I pulled two, but they're 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 pretty similar, Travis. She's like a really good actress. She makes it sound like it's spur of the moment, but it's not. It's just like really well re- rehearsed. That's typically how comedians work. Do you want to hear some of my emotional support chicken that I stole? Yeah. I got scared and uh, I called it my emotional support rotisserie chicken that I stole. <laughs> so I wrote a little song here. I'm going to end with this. All right. Sometimes we all get high. Sometimes we get high and go shopping. Sometimes we shop on Amazon. Sometimes we shop. So I'll play you a different version, Travis. So you could just hear that it's it's the exact same. So here we go, folks. <laughs> oh, Sometimes we all get high. Sometimes we get high and go shopping. Sometimes we shop on Amazon. Sometimes we shop at a store. Who would have thought that one, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> chickens. By the door. There's like 20 different versions. Well, you can of it, pick Travis. one up 
you can make a whole just, album of it. It's just her playing it for different people, right? Yeah. My but emotional she saves them all. She archives them. Chicken and a soul. Again, she I stole not it because I was archive the entire the- interview. It's just the song <laughs> portion. No, I think she, this might have been during COVID. She was doing Zoom shows. But they're all on the internet. And, and it, I, I think that every week I'm just going to pull a new version so that we can enjoy it together. I didn't really enjoy the first two that I heard. Oh. Travis, so there's this organ, right? That uh, they've been playing for a really long time. And it goes really slow. For the first time in two years, the musical composition changed its chord. A part of an artistic feat by composer John Cage. The experimental piece, entitled As Slow As Possible, began in 2001. The piece is being built on a specifically built organ. And it's not set to finish playing until the year 2640. What? 2640 is when it's going to stop. So what's the point of this? Uh, it's it's this guy. See, I think that th- this guy died, and somebody promised him that they'd play his whole song, and they should have just been like, "Yeah, no, we're not really going to do that." Yeah, we'll promise him on his deathbed, and then we'll go and live our lives. I I have when the when the chord finally changed. You want to hear it? Yeah, please. Listen carefully for the sound change when this new pipe is fitted. Just there. Did you hear that? The organizers of the event said the performance is one of the slowest realizations of an organ musical piece. But why? So like in another seven years, it'll change again, Travis. But why? I, and who is doing this? It's art. And why are they doing this? It's, it's art, not. Travis, don't you appreciate it's, art? That'd be like me with a Casio keyboard pressing and holding a key. And then 15 years later, pressing a different key but like what is the point and why are why are people from the uh uk media reporting on it i don't know it's been playing a long time and then the chord finally changed you know hmm. i guess we do uh i guess i don't have an ear for that kind of thing because it just sounded the same to me you didn't hear I guess, the difference maybe i, I need to play i guess we do again. i guess we do wait every year for a groundhog to come out of a a fake door and a, a hollowed out tree and pretend that it actually dictates some sort of weather pattern change. Yeah, we, so we all do dumb stuff. All right, yeah, drunk, listen so. really carefully and you can hear the chord change. Are you ready? Listen carefully for the sound change when this new pipe is fitted. There, just there. there. Did you just hear there. that? Totally. All right, guys, I got one more for you. Facial hair gone, donning a silver kameez, makeup on fleek, and even a stole and cap to complete the look. All of this to pull off an exam heist. 26-year-old Andres Singh of Azilka was napped for allegedly impersonating his girlfriend, 34-year-old Paramjit Kaur, for a recruitment exam in Faridkot district. So, because she didn't want to take it, or was she hung over? Uh, she what? failed it, and so... She was going to take it again, and he was like, I'll just go do it. I'll just do it. I'll just uh, show me how to put makeup on. Yeah, and I'll but they, they caught like him. It. They caught him. Drunk's falling asleep, Travis. 
What's what is what your deal this week, bud? Dude, I don't know. I got stomach something or another going on. He's got a stomach something or other going on. You know what I mean? Mm. It's a good thing we don't have a cola this week. We do have a cola, goddammit. See how I did that? I'll make him try them all. I'll do it for you. I am the show controller. He'll tell you. Almost forgot about the cola trick. You believe it or bad. He set it down on the ground. The that's the problem. King of cola. You didn't see it. That's doing another. Mind you. Doing another two liter, Travis. We got a <laughs> another two liter for drunk to to try. So I didn't know we had one of these in town. No, I I bought that on the road. It's been in the you fridge for a long time. Kansas City or something. I think yeah, somewhere along the road. That's been in the fridge for a long time. So it's had plenty of time to marinate, Travis. This is the uh, High V generic. So it is High V generic from High V, uh, just called Cola. Uh, Does High V give Cola their naturally generic... flavored soda? Soda. So so High V doesn't give their uh, generic a brand name like uh, like I think isn't Kroger Kroger's like Doctor K or some shit nope, like that. Nope, it is just High V Cola, Travis. No right. frills. They. Just are in it for taste, and it's a it it is a generic label. It's 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 red and white. I believe that when I was young and poor, when we would go get our uh, government subsidies, like uh, our our boxed mashed potatoes came like that, yeah. and yeah. our government cheese looked uh, very similar to that label. Drago, what's with the shaking? Is that to to? It keeps the fizz. Oh, okay. he's like James Bond. He's got a method, Travis. The guy knows his cola. Yeah, uh, a very good, King good fizz, good flavor, 6.9. Six, 6.9 nine for high V cola. You guys are going to be hard-pressed to find uh, a craft cola or a branded cola coming in as high as generics. This man knows what he likes. The generic colas are where it's at. Now, so the Dollar Tree is the top. And second is... No, not Dollar Tree. Oh, well, yeah. Dollar uh, General. No, it's Dollar no, Tree. No, it's Dollar Tree, Stars and Stripes. Oh, Stars okay. and Stripes okay. is from the Dollar Tree. And Puma Cola, I think, is number two. And I think number three is Lucky Club, which is... This is kind close. Of a, Lucky Club is is kind of a, uh, a foo-foo bottled drink beverage. It's, like, fancy. There's a lot of seven ones, Travis, that are all generics. Yeah. Yeah, so, and six nine is right up there with him. Yeah, you can find you a uh, a generic that is it is top-notch. Yeah, and the listeners, if you guys have a regional generic cola, you know, feel free to uh, to send that in to have a king of colas try it out to see how your region stacks up. And to be honest, if you send the king of cola a regional generic cola to try, I'll send you a DVD copy of Bone Jangles. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to fill some gaps. I mean, we've got to do like Cherry Coke and Cherry Pepsi and... Well, I mean, that's the flavored list, right? That's the two different lists. Uh, it's all on the same list, Travis. Ah. No, because we have a vanilla. We have a vanilla. I don't think we have a vanilla Coke yet. We need to get that on the list. We got to get all this shit on the list. Uh, I mean, there's some easy ones that we can that we can still do. 
You know what we got to do? To my friends. Sorry. You know what we got to do for like, uh, I don't know, a drinking holiday. I know uh, uh, a drunk likes the St. Paddy's Day. What we got to do, probably not this year because we're just really cranking through the colas. Like maybe next year we take the highest ranked colas and mix them with the booze beverage of drunk's choice to see which of the highest ranked colas mix the best. Oh, Uh, Because not always is your favorite cola by itself going right. to be your favorite cola I, I do believe I ranked the one that was in the fours, but I was like, that would be good with a little bit of rum in it. Right. Like, so I think we should take the, I don't know, the highest five uh, next year, St. Patty's Day or something, uh, and get drunk's favorite beverage, whether it be Addie Nelson uh, or something along those lines, and Say just be Sailor like, Jerry's. Yep. And yeah, so oh, Sailor Jerry's, you can smell that coming out of your pores if you drink too much of that shit. Um, but yeah, so you can just like mark them, mark them one through five and be like, what's your favorite mix? And then figure out which of those top five colas is the best mixer. So you're saying that we could just keep this cola bit going forever if we want a million and a half years. There are so many applications to this thing. The king of cola, the king of cola will never die. <laughs> uh, guys, stick around. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Andrew Huang. He wrote a book. He's got a YouTube channel. A lot to talk to him about, Travis. He, you know, Very excited. He, he lost his hearing, Travis. He just woke up one day and his hearing was gone. I can relate because one time when I was at Rockfest, I lost my voice from screaming uh, along with Avenged Sevenfold. Having a medium vacation. You're talking about like when, when you go to a concert and your ears fuzzy, right? His no, no been I'm talking like about 10 years. It's I'm, like gone, I'm gone. T- I'm talking about my voice, uh, blew my vocal cords out. Couldn't talk for two days. I could, I could whisper, but, uh, to try to talk at a normal pitch did not work. Uh, I was terrified, uh, but then it, uh, just came back. It was all good. So if I lay on my left hand side, I can't hear out of that ear till about noon. Crazy. Yeah, if, if, and if I if I lay on one shoulder wrong, I can't feel that shoulder for a while. <laughs> so I I mean I know where Andrew's coming from. <laughs> you guys are fucking dicks. No, I'm <laughs> I'm being dead serious. W-F-O-D. Coming up, musician, YouTuber, and entrepreneur Andrew Wong. Andrew is music on the Instagram. Make your own rules in bookstores now. Stick around. You know what? That sounds kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, singe. What the hell are you doing? What? Ah, dude. Weenie roast. Are you fucked up, man? Tired of confusing jargon on your toilet paper offering mega rolls and jumbo rolls? What's the biggest available, you may ask? Well, we have an answer for you. Dixco presents The Monster Roll. This two-ply, dual-quilted, soft and sturdy shit paper is a quality you'll want to keep using for years to come. And good news! Our two-day delivery service will bring it to your door and carry it straight to where you want to make your dukes. Why? Dixco Monster Rolls are the size of a washer-dryer. Targets won't sell them. Amazon doesn't want them in inventory. But you will be satisfied knowing you have the absolute biggest roll on the market. Honey, we're out of toilet paper. (laughs) Haha. 
you should have got the Dick's Co. Monster Roll. Act now before you run out again. Sometimes we all get high. We get high and go shopping. Sometimes we shop on Amazon. Sometimes we shop at a store. They should never keep rotisserie chicken by the door. You can pick one up and just take home. My emotional support rotisserie chicken that I stole. scared and feared for the worst. Would I be able to return to the store? I had to think of something fast, so I came up with a name. My emotional support rotisserie chicken that I stole. The countdown to war has begun. Once again, WFOD, wheelbarrow full of dicks. Welcome back. Our guest tonight is a musician, YouTube personality, and now author. His new book is called Make Your Own Rules, Stories and Hard-Earned Advice from a Creator in a Digital Age. It's available now wherever you get books. To learn more, check him out at andrewhuang.com. Guys, Andrew Huang is on the program. Andrew, you're a, you're a fun person to look up. Oh, yeah? Uh, <laughs> What'd you find? <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of stuff andrew you, you got quite a, a footprint on the internet you've kind of been on the internet for uh, 20 years yeah <laughs> th- there's there's some wild stuff on there too i saw you playing a guitar through a potato earlier today um yeah yeah that was that was intense is that something that you made no that's from uh, an actual like pedal company though i think it's a one person operation yeah called matt first this guy matt he's great um Makes all kinds of weird stuff. Although I think that's the weirdest one. <laughs> Potato pedal. It it seems to me like the tinkering is is the juice for you. The making stuff is like your whole deal. And yes, you've been successful. Yes, I'm sure you like the success, but you'd be doing all this stuff anyway, right? 
I'd be doing this stuff anyway. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and this just kind of gives That's you the fun part, you know. Yeah, it gives you way more opportunities, which is great. Then you can play with more things. It's true. Yeah, it's like a self-fulfilling repeating prophecy cycle thing. <laughs> <laughs> so the book is out, right? Yeah, I got uh, a book out. It's called Make Your Own Rules. Uh it's a week old. Uh, I've I've been Ooh, reading a, it. It's a baby. It, it is a little baby book. Well, yeah, for me it's like 2 years old, but <laughs> of course. So it, you've you finished writing it two years ago, and then I guess do you? Oh no, to... I mean I started on it two oh, years ago. Okay, uh, so you've but, been uh, you've been building. Yeah, it I mean writing a book. This is my first book. It's it's uh, a little different than I thought it would be. It was definitely you know a lot of just sitting at the computer, but then the like how much time you have kind of between revisions or like when it's got to be done before publishing because you know i have to record the audiobook they're figuring out what the cover art's going to be all this kind of stuff so it was a lot of like stop and go um, so that do you send it off and then it comes back months later and people have told you hey change this hey tighten this it's not usually months but maybe weeks because definitely you know i had two editors working <laughs> with me who were both great and you know reading takes time especially if you're like trying to really digest things and think about what you can make better and all that yeah we just shared a google doc which was so convenient i can't imagine how anybody wrote a book <laughs> google docs because you know instantly they could see everything it's spell checking it for us it's like you know they can suggest things it's it was great that way and um and kind of fun I, I, one thing that surprised me was how much of just my first draft actually went through and they would just be like, oh, this is all great. This is fine. But then there would be like a sentence that we would just go over and over and over. And like, how do we really make sure this complicated thing I'm trying to say is getting across? So it was, uh, you know, not a super predictable process. Being that you're a first time author, did you find yourself banging your head against the keyboard during that first draft or were you just you know because people have different processes right like so uh did you bang your head against the keyboard for every sentence or did you just try to get the initial draft down on the page and then try to rework it after that i have a tendency to polish stuff a little early and uh so i would i would really like try and get stuff good maybe a little too much before like actually getting the whole idea out. But, sure. Uh, so you're, you know, you're editing while process. you're working, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes you get into a great flow, you know, and it's just like, it, it comes out and it's uh cohesive and that that's great. And then there's other times where, you know, I'm just kind of like going over the same thing, same thing when I should be moving on and kind of like getting my point across before I'm like correcting all the little possible bits that could be improved and you know. did you did you find yourself upon that first rewrite hitting those spots where you really were trying to be meticulous in those spots and being like man i shouldn't have spent so much time doing that i should should have just waited to this point because now i'm going to change it anyway yeah that's true that would happen sometimes i guess in, in it's so hard to tell because sometimes you know i'm sure you've all experienced this too the thing you did that you thought was great might be great. Other times it's just absolutely not. And you like figure it out as other people, you know, see it and uh, you read it back two days later or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I guess it was just inconsistent that way. And, you know, by the end of it, you feel like hopefully you've gotten through all of it in, in a way where you've shaped it to be the best it can be. But sometimes it would be great that I had done some of that early polishing because it would just be like, oh, actually, this whole like bunch of pages we never need to touch again. And then other times it'd be like, ah, yeah, well, spent a lot of time on that. And then we just 
decided to cut it. <laughs> so, so the fun thing we did as uh, interviewers is we buried the lead pretty hard by saying, oh, you wrote a book without saying what the book was about. Tell us <laughs> what the book is about. <laughs> Pro move. Yeah. Um, and the book is not an easy one to sum up, but I will say the um, I should know this term. Is it the byline uh, underneath the title? It says stories and hard earned advice from a creator in the digital age. So Overall, it tells my story almost from like very, very young child to becoming interested in music, to making a living from music, and then to like kind of expanding that in a lot of interesting ways on the internet. And then during that process, I'm also kind of pulling takeaways for people who are interested either on the creative side or on the kind of internet online business side, um, you know, growing a brand or trying to figure out how to do marketing for their products or their music, that kind of thing. It takes some lessons uh, from that side of things. So it's part of autobiography and then part kind of like tips and tricks. Yeah, exactly. And it was just like, you know, for my first book, I think that makes sense. But I also didn't want to, I didn't think just me by myself, my story was interesting enough to just be like, here's my memoirs. And I also didn't <laughs> want to do a, here's how to be good at social media book. I think well, especially because it probably, I mean, it could change next week, right? Like social, how to be good at social media, how to be good at the internet. It's so yeah. evolving. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get too specific with that stuff. I feel like I pulled some pretty um, broad, timeless, hopefully, you know, as timeless as, as some of this stuff can be definitely not obsolete next week kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it is a, a quickly changing world. Andrew, what's interesting to me about the stuff that you make is when you think of going and seeing a live show or listening to music and stuff. It's the finished product that you're seeing. And a lot of what you make is kind of the process, which I think is what's interesting to me, but that I didn't know was missing. I never knew that like I... Like as a listener, you didn't yeah, know... Yeah, I never knew. I the... really wanted to know how the biscuits were made mm. until I, I hear you doing it. I'm like, this is... This is good stuff because I, I guess you you always you, I mean even when you go to a live show they've practiced it a million times you know right. so you're seeing the final product in a way yeah I think I mean both the process and the product are important to me and interesting to me but definitely I don't know I was always into those uh, how it's made shows yeah, was, yeah sure. you know they like you go to a factory and you're like oh that's what happens to carrots before like I get them <laughs> and whatever and um. So I think we just have a fascination with stuff where, you know, when we don't usually see all the stuff that goes into this thing that we kind of mindlessly consume a lot of the time. But it, it's also just like really fun. And I think the more that I've done it, the more I've realized like having that final product can be really great. But once it's done, it's kind of like, oh, okay, well. I want, I want to move on to the next thing. Like, I'm yeah. not going to sit there and listen to my own song again. And again, <laughs> right, again but right. I can have so much more excitement when I'm working on the next one. And it's kind of like solving a puzzle or something. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, that that's me. And I kind of stopped performing live a few years ago when I just realized, Oh, the studio is more fun for me. Bringing in weird people or weird instruments and experimenting is more fun for me. And I've managed to make that work. And I'm still going to put out these finished songs sometimes too, but uh, both can be really great. And I don't have to like play the same song 200 nights in a row on tour or whatever. There's something weird. And I, I think it was Dan, Dan Harmon, the Rick and Morty guy. <laughs> he, he told a set of thing that I, I saw a YouTube clip of the other day that the, the 
place that everybody gets stopped up is their taste for things develops way faster than their ability to make good things. So like everybody, I guess, just gets in their own head and thinks that what they're making is crappy and then stops making it because you don't allow yourself to kind of be bad to get good. Mm. For some reason, when I was reading your book, that's that's what I was thinking about is like, you know, you take a, a break from school and go home to make beats and you probably made some awful beats that you realize yeah. were awful, but you just I honestly, power I through it or so much when I was learning my craft because I would have all these times where I was just like, man, I'm just not good enough. I hate what I'm doing. <laughs> and, uh, and then other times where I probably was still bad, but I would feel like this is awesome, but you know, piece of cake, I'm going to be famous when I'm older and everyone's going to love this. <laughs> and it would just go back and forth between those things. And I feel like most of the time it was probably kind of disconnected from the actual like quality of it as, as objective as you might be able to yeah. be about that kind of stuff. But yeah, you kind of like, I think the longer you do this, the more you realize um, the there, there's, there can be a disconnect in that in the moment creation. Um, and hopefully you kind of like close that gap as you get better at it. And as you, you know, know, know your craft. But if you're always experimenting with you, new stuff, maybe uh, you can't ever fully make that judgment call. So you, well, it's you a, just it's, it's such a difficult stuff. And so you don't have time to think that what you're making is bad because then you're already making something else. Yeah. Just push right and through. I guess too, like you, even if you're doing a new thing, but if you have a lot of experience, you can bring, you can understand some principles that will hopefully guide you to something good. I mean, um, I, I was just shooting a video today, for instance, with a collaborator, and we had this idea that we would use Wiki Roulette, which is like a website where every time you hit the button, it gives you a new Wikipedia article. <laughs> and we were like, whatever article we get, we have to write the best possible song we can with it. And it gave us this ridiculous, like technical math, like, <laughs> like just talking about circuits and stuff like that. And we went with it, but because we both, you know, were people who have been at this for decades and written so many songs so quickly as part of what we do for our audiences. Um, yeah, we, we just like made a banger pulling out different like words and phrases. And so, yeah, there's something I think to be said for like throwing yourself into something new, but being able to bring all of the experience with you. Well, it's such a good, it's such a difficult journey, right? Creating something like <clears throat> to get to a finished product. So I would imagine like to get to the point where you can give yourself that creative freedom and that leash to just, experiment and 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 try to get to that place without beating yourself up about it along the way is probably very freeing yeah no it feels good like i definitely i don't know when it was exactly but i i feel like i got to this place where it was just like yeah i've i've learned a lot of skills and i can apply them freely and um i i can also be comfortable enough with myself to be like oh if today all the stuff i did wasn't bad that doesn't mean like i'm bad or i'm never gonna have another good idea but I'm, I get to try again tomorrow, and that's great. Andrew, I got to ask you about the hearing loss. Yeah. It's, it scares the shit out of me, Andrew. The the interesting thing I found about being open about that, and uh, I guess you know, for listeners who don't know, I woke up one day when I was 19 or 20, and suddenly my hearing was different. It was like a lot reduced on the right side. Well, in both ears, it was quieter, way more on one side than the other, and then like missing a bunch of low end, missing a bunch of high end. The, the weird thing in addition to it just going suddenly was that every once in a while it'll come back. So it's not like this permanently damaged consistent. So does it sound like there's water in your ears or something? What is it? 
Yeah, I know. I, I've checked like every possible thing, got all these specialists, and there's just like no explanation that uh, anybody's been able to figure out. Um, but yeah, it's just like a bunch of th- parts of the frequency spectrum are a little duller or quieter. But yeah, I, you know, I've I've been pretty open about this throughout my journey. I talk about it, you know, every few years, uh, update people about what I've tried or what's going on, and um, a lot more people than we would think are going through something similar where, you know, not the exact specifics, but they've got ringing in their ears or uh, they did have a bit of hearing loss, but then it came back. Or uh, I think almost everybody kind of gradually loses a little bit of hearing over their lifetime. And, you know, uh, you get all the the grandpas like, what? But uh, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it, it is so much more common than we think. And especially like in the music industry, like people are, right. You know, Ending next to a drum set the whole oh, night. Oh, sure. Like, yeah. Just well, I don't even think you have to be that old. I have an 11 year old who, every time I talk to him, doesn't hear anything oh, that I say. Oh, Travis. That's probably selective, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> probably. There's a gig, you, get, you hear a lot of what? <laughs> Andrew, do, what? You, do you wear hearing aids in your daily life? I've tried hearing aids, but they really bug me. I think the, I don't know, the, quality or the resolution or whatever is just not quite there for for what i have uh going yeah. on anyway but um i have used different things like uh there's this thing called a sub pack which is like you strap it on and it it's like this padded thing that goes on your chest or back and it just like thumps along with whatever bass that actually sure. just sounds kind of fun to just which is pretty cool yeah. yeah and actually it feels like if you ever go to a club and like they're they've got a huge subwoofer and you have that like rattle in your chest it's kind of like simulates that pretty well um, so there's stuff like that that uh, helps me a bit. But um, yeah, I've just kind of like I, I, I look at frequency spectrum analyzer things. Um, so kind of doing some of my mixing visually and I, you know, check in with my friends about what I'm making and like, oh, is there anything missing in some pockets or. Yeah, that's crazy. So where where should I send people? What would be the best place to send people to get the book? Just Amazon or do you have somewhere that you yeah if you search make your own rules on amazon um and pretty much any of the book platforms you know audible apple books and google you can also go to andrewhuang.com slash book and uh my last name huang is h-u-a-n-g yeah make your own rules is the name andrew where where do you get the most money where do you get the most <laughs> money it's like where, that's where we're going to send people uh i actually do not know but i think it's uh the hardcover books like probably like straight through the publisher right yeah because i I think i just get a fixed rate depending on if it's the hardcover the ebook or the audiobook so if you do feel like supporting the most hardcover appreciated but um, everybody should call the publisher directly and say i want andrew huang's book uh (laughs) send it to me i got a i got a blank check here whatever you need (laughs) yeah i'd like to make a large donation Where else can we send? Where, where else can we send people, Andrew? He's, uh, uh, Andrew is music. It looks like you yeah, got that. Yeah, that's uh, my Instagram, and also you just type my name into YouTube. There's uh, I don't know 500 videos or something at this point. It looks like you have it on Twitter, but you don't use it. Uh, I do. I have Andrew Huang on Twitter. Oh, yeah. somebody is Andrew is music. It's probably not you. Oh, someone claimed my old one, maybe or uh, or I've got it a, a placeholder, Some maybe weirdo. Yeah, <laughs> that was a while ago. But uh, yeah, most so, someone's squatting, squatting on your handle, Andrew. All, all the uh, the music platforms do. Just Andrew Huang. You can uh, listen to a bunch of weird music I've made. Thanks. So the, the potato guitar is not online yet. So yeah. is that so we have, the the potato guitar? What's that big pink thing you're playing? Oh, that's just a weird guitar. It's like a 
a piece of sheet metal folded in half that someone <laughs> made a guitar. It's, it's like their whole their whole thing is like I just make sheet metal guitars and they're really pretty cool actually. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> hey, uh hopefully uh big success with the book and uh with your future endeavors and hoping we can talk to you again. Yeah, really appreciate it. Thanks so much. You Thanks, guys. man. Thanks, Andrew. Take care. Nice guy, Travis. Very nice guy. So nice. And and his his stuff is is far out, man. It's a lot of fun to watch. Like the, he uh he was doing I I watched a whole bunch of his videos today. I think I'm I think I'm becoming a fan, Travis. I, you, I got you went book. you went down the rabbit hole? Yeah, I I got his book. I'm reading the book and I never like looked up his his YouTube before. I look up his YouTube and <laughs> him and him and this other guy, they made a a video like a they were doing raspberries like they're going and then they were like slowing it down and speeding it up to like make music out of just going. It was it that's was, that's fun. It was a lot of fun, Travis. So, uh, yeah, check out Andrew Huang. He, you, you look him up on YouTube and he's everywhere. So Dude, he's got like it's got to be it's got to feel pies. it's got to feel pretty good to have just like buddies who are, are totally on board with ju- just doing weird shit to make music right right <laughs> well i mean at this point he's very successful a very successful man he's he's paying people like you see all that shit behind him travis he yeah. like has guys that run all that shit he just he yeah. just pays them to show up and say hey that's a pretty slick little studio he had there i like that, that people hear different like he was talking about how like you know he, he misses some of the low end and some of the high end and stuff. Like do you, you know how like you know some things that taste good to me don't taste good to you? Do you think that like our hearing? Yeah, it's like the cilantro thing where it tastes like soap to some people. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Me. Like do you think hearing? You're works a soap that cilantro way? person. I am. Like 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 I could hear me and you could hear the same thing, but it wouldn't but not. sound the same <laughs> to us. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, of course. I would imagine that there's varying degree of the senses between person to person. I'd imagine that everything, for the most part, is pretty standard for everybody. But I would imagine, you know, from time to time, you're experiencing things differently, just like you're experiencing life differently, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird to think about. Travis, I have... You know what we got to do better at? What? We just started talking to Andrew assuming that the audience knew who the hell he was. We got we to gotta do a little bit better... Uh, of like about explaining that. who he is. Well, he'll make yeah, it, like, he'll make an intro. Like I mean, what he does. Intro. Yeah, I know you will, but I mean like, you know, to chat with him a little bit about what he does and about like I mean, we talked about the book for a good 10 minutes before we asked him what the book was about. <laughs> like we should you think after all these years we would uh we we would I have I think we've come a long that. way, Travis. We might have some work to do, sure. <laughs> I guess it varies from 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 conversation to conversation. But, but folks, uh, <laughs> they're seeing the process, Travis. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's a whole, what the well, whole thing is. There the you go. Maybe the juice. Maybe that will lead us to be more successful. Is that the people can see our process and be like, "Oh, we realized we uh, we fucked that up somehow. We should uh, we should fix that next time." <laughs> Travis, you know, they gave me the weekend to read this book, and I'm like 50 pages into it. I think I'm a slow reader. I think I'm yeah, ju- I'm not a fast reader. I read real slow. Yeah, I've noticed that about you in the past. Like you, you will have had a book for like a week though of somebody we're going to talk to, and you're like, I didn't quite make it halfway. I mean, I'm enjoying <laughs> it. I want to keep reading it, but I just I don't read very fast. I think my comprehension is slowing down. 
the my household is split in half with that. Like my wife and my son are very much that. Neither one of them read very often, but when they do, it takes them a long time. And my daughter and I are the other way where we can tear through shit and know exactly what we just read. Trevor, do you want to do picks of the week? Yeah, you uh, we do, you go first. Before we do picks of the week. Do you have your talking point of the can, week? Can I make an admission? What's that? So I was 39 and three quarters a year old. I just saw Lost Boys for the first time this weekend. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Did it make you feel good? I guess it was not a bad movie. I got to say, every time Corey Feldman o- opened his mouth, all I could think of was Donatello. <laughs> <laughs> what'd you think about the uh shirtless sax man yeah i mean it's was, it was good it's very sexy right i mean Tim i'm Capello sure I, is the- i'm sure if awesome. i uh you know would have watched it in the 80s like i was supposed to drunk how did you feel about I- cry little sister I, maybe i missed this part the, cry the song at the beginning boys don't interesting movie i guess yeah you liked it yeah it's so funny to me the Would difference you say it's your pick of the week no it's not my pick of the week <laughs> it's so uh, it's so funny to me to the difference in perception about things like you should have seen it when we all saw it yeah. and you just didn't and you just didn't like there's a whole generation that you're a part of right that regards lost boys as one of the classics but it just wasn't on you just it didn't have it in in your right portfolio, I, didn't, I didn't have right? a proper like aunt or uncle to right so like way. so like seeing it at almost 40 years old when most of us have lived with it for 20 some odd years plus right. uh, is probably a completely different experience. Uh, I like Kiefer was great, but you don't, you don't usually see Kiefer in a role. Like to clarify though, Kiefer's always great. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's about even when he's jumping and then the other the guy Christmas, was like Christmas tree fucking dude from Bill and Ted's excellent adventures, a vampire. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't think he was in any other movies besides Bill and Ted. Uh, Travis, I saw a movie the other night. Um, it, it, I think it's getting a bunch of awards and stuff, and it should because it's fucking great. Uh, it's called American Fiction. Have you seen American Fiction yet, Travis? I have not watched American Is this Fiction. Different yet. from American Nightmare. Yeah, they're different movies. Uh, Ameri- Is it different from American Hustle? <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not American Gigolo either. It's called American Fiction, Travis. It's actual theatrical. It's a theatrical movie. Yes. Okay. Is that uh, with Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Wright? Yeah, the the guy from Westworld. Yeah. You know Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright Pen. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Wright Pen. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it a great deal. It's a, it's a really good movie, Travis. I suggest our friend Keith David is in it. Uh, for for a hiccup. He's in it very briefly, but uh, any movie with Keith David. Yeah, as soon as why you don't you it, give like, us a taste of what it's about? So the, this this man, he's a writer man, and he writes intellectual stuff. Uh, you know, it's Jeffrey Wright. He's a he's a black guy. He goes to like a convention, and he sees that everybody seems to like it when black people write stuff real stereotypical. And so as a joke, he writes like the most stereotypical black thing ever. You know, yo mama shot my daddy, hoochie mama, gangbang stuff. He he got drunk and wrote it one night and sent it to his uh, agent and said, send it out. And uh, chaos ensues, Travis. Beautiful. That's all I'm going to give you. It, it's it's a really good movie. I enjoyed it a great deal. So better to go in blind is what you're saying. Besides, I, I that don't want to tell stupid. you too much. 
I want I want it all to unfold for you. But you you don't really see. I don't think I've ever seen Jeffrey Wright in a starring role before. And welcomed Jeffrey Wright in starring roles. He's, he's great actor. Great. He's a lot of fun to watch. So yeah, American Fiction. Check it out. Travis, pick of the week. Travis's pick of the week this week is uh, the Netflix original limited series Griselda. Uh, just finished that bad boy up starring Sofia Vergara as uh, uh, Griselda Blanco. Travis, did you um, Google who, what she really looked like? I did. It's very generous <laughs> did not, casting. Did Travis. not look like severe. I mean, they put Sofia Vergara in uh, uh, like a prosthetic nose and like mess with her face just a little bit. But uh, yeah, very, very generous. But I was very surprised, uh, you know, because we're not really uh, used to seeing her in a dramatic role. I think I think most people know her from uh, her comedic turn in Modern Family. But uh, she does a hell of a job. The story of a a, 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 a Cuban. Uh, she escapes essentially a uh, abusive relationship with a little bit of cocaine and uh, uses that to create an entire empire. Uh, she was known as the godmother of uh, cocaine uh, in Miami in the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, it's very good. It's only six episodes. I actually could have. That was one of the Netflix shows. Usually I'm like, man, that shouldn't have been 10. It should have been eight because there was a bunch of filler. This bad boy bruises along. Uh, could have easily been two more episodes, but it's a really succinct six episodes. Really good. Um, highly recommend Griselda on Netflix. Drunk. Pick of the week, Drunk's drunk. Pick of the week, Mella Watermelon Water. Watermelon Water? You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it, but it is fantastic. Oh. Uh, is it carbonated? No. Weird. And it's like properly sweet. It's not like a like a Hawaiian punch or anything. It's like not too sweet, not too little. You know. So it's I've a cross never, between. Even, so it's like I've never seen that can before in my life. It's an in between between like uh, overly sweetened and like a Lacroix, where it's like it tastes like you're smelling a flavor. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's the perfect balance of the two of them, but it's not carbonated. It's very good. Huh. Uh, this particular favor I have right here is passion fruit, but they have uh, four others too. So uh, I recommend the Mellow Watermelon Water. They're all so they're all watermelon waters. Yes. But flavored with different flavors. Yep. One's uh passion fruit, one's like a pineapple, one's like a It's very interesting that the base is watermelon water. Apparently that's all the new rage. I saw another one that was cactus water, so I'm gonna check that out next. Wow. I love it because I know they're the, the biggest thing there for a long time was coconut water, and that was Real gross. Travis, I saw a <laughs> big game spot for Poppy the other day. Poppy uh, probiotic soda. And, gross. Oh, the uh, Olipop. Yeah, nasty. somebody somebody yeah. reached out on the Discord and said, hey, did Drunk try Poppy? I just saw the big game spot. <laughs> so yeah, he gave it a 2-1. He did not like Poppy. So <laughs> Every time people say Poppy, I just remember that weirdo blonde Hello, internet. I'm Poppy. Yeah. Poppy, oh Poppy, enthralled with her for a yeah, hot second. You, you were, you had your your time with her. You were uh, smitten, and now she's just like a now she's just like a Heavy regular yeah, like singer. You yeah, look tall. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I hit the button because it didn't go, and then it didn't no. go.
For listening to this installment of WFOD. If you enjoyed it, subscribe so you don't miss the next one on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, or your player of choice. While you're there, please take a moment to share a link, tell a friend, leave a review, or do any of the other things podcasts ask you to do. Our operation is 100% independent, so your support is appreciated. We don't advertise, so we rely on word of mouth to spread the gospel of the dub fod. The music featured in this podcast is provided by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. You can leave us a question or comment via telephone on the hand hotline at 636-487-HAND or by email at mike at wfodshow.com. Special thanks, as always, to our Patreon sponsors, Assistant Treads, Benny Michaels, Brian Kranz, Liquid Lozenge, Valerie Carpenter, Jay Adson, and Rabbit Poundings. You can be a Patreon sponsor yourself for as little as a dollar a month and receive early access to episodes at patreon.com slash WFODicks. Our entire back catalog is available on WFODshow.com, as well as cola rankings, flat drunks, and more. Check us out on social media at WFODshow on Twitter and Instagram, or WFODicks on Facebook and YouTube. We'll be back next week, but really, we're never gone. Take care. plagued me and i need to get you too before we start recording uh he reminded me of the savage garden song "Ooh, i want you but i don't know if i need you Mm -hmm. and now it's like stuck in my head now i can't stop thinking about it no yeah well, I you know, it on. It, it, he says a chicha cherry cola chicha cherry cola chicha cherry cola he needs to change it to the Cook a king of colas. That's what I always say. Chicka cherry cola. I know it's not that, but that's what I always say.